Welcome to episode four of Taboo Talk, Changing the Face of Venture Capital, featuring founder and CEO of Girls Who VC, Isabella Mandis. Welcome back, listeners, to episode four of Taboo Talks. Today, we're here with Isabella Mandis. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're and so my co-founder, Gigi. Hi, we're so excited to have you. Looking forward to our conversation. So first of all, we're going to have you introduce yourself so our listeners can get to know you. Um, so you can say where you go to school, what your passions are, how we study. Awesome. So hi, everyone. My name is Isabella Mandis. I just finished up my freshman year at Harvard from New York City originally and passionate about equity, education, entrepreneurship. So in high school, worked at a lot of different startups, but then became more interested in venture capital and supporting these startups and investing in them. So started Girls Who VC when I was a freshman at Harvard um, in like December, so the end of my first semester as the first organization bringing young women into venture capital. So really passionate about getting more women into the field in the investing seats and hopefully eventually being able to invest in more young women and just generally have more women in the entrepreneurship space. What would you say was the thing that drew you into the venture capital world? There are a couple different things. I, when I was working at startups, I would just reach out to a lot of different founders, just like on LinkedIn or cold emailing them and scheduling calls with them just to learn about what they were building, how they were doing it. And as I started to learn more about venture capital, realized that I was basically doing that just like in my free time, the sourcing aspect of it without the actual investing in it. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my first spark and then got to campus, joined the venture capital group and then also the MBA fund as an investment partner. And the MBA fund is a business school fund for Harvard, Stanford and Warden. Got to invest in companies through them and then just really loved it and wanted to get more young women like me into it. That's really fun. What about more um, personal, like besides academic, what do you like to do? Um, A lot of different things. In high school, I played a lot of tennis, really enjoyed that. Now not playing as much, but just love to spend time with my friends and family. Love to go to sports games in the Boston area. There are a lot of great teams. So just love yeah. to be around people, go for walks and all of that. That's great. I ask because we're all about balance uh, at D-Stick Fam. And we know it's hard to balance like academics and like your personal life. So sometimes we get a little carried away with academics, but it's great that you still have like, you still enjoy tennis and you like go to the games. I haven't been able to go to a game yet, but I really want to. I know baseball is like, they say it's super boring, but I think it's like <laughs> you do in Boston, given that they're good. So um, I guess we can move on. I wanted to ask you, so I've asked you why you went into venture capital, but um, could you give our listeners a little like rundown uh, about what it's about and then um, we'll progress into Girls Who VC? Yeah, so how I like to describe venture capital is if you have a company, their startup just started, they really want to grow. But if they want to grow, they need to do some things that require capital money. So, for example, hiring someone on the full team. Well, maybe they just have an idea, but they really want to hire someone to work full time on it. But they can't do that yet because they haven't um, yet launched. So venture capital are the people, venture capitalists are the people that come in. They're investing in these companies. They're taking a bet on them because really, I mean, these companies 
oftentimes in the very beginning have nothing. So you're really like taking a chance, you know, the later stage you go, the less risk there is. But, you know, really early stage, these companies have nothing. And you're saying, okay, I'm going to give you X amount of money. And in return, they're going to take equity, a percent of the company. And hopefully the company is going to be successful and the venture capitalist gets a return on the investment. But I think there's a misconception that venture capitalists just kind of give money and then step mm-hmm. away where something that I think is not talked about as much is really how involved a lot of venture capitalists are with the companies. That's really like their baby. They're helping them through different things. They're introducing them to people. They're telling them, how do you hire someone? How do you do whatever they're doing because a lot of times these founders have never built a company so they're really the ones trying to help them and guide them through the process because they have experience working with so many different companies and do you think it's something good or bad that the venture capital like firms are so involved in these like startups from both perspectives I guess um I think it definitely depends on one the venture capitalist and two the startup founder Sometimes I think startup founders can feel like venture capitalists are getting too involved and sometimes they're not involved at all. And I think there's definitely has to be a happy medium and something that should be discussed during the process of investment of both people getting on the same page of what the involvement is actually going to look like and making sure that they have the same vision. I've done a lot of research on you and as um, Isabella mentioned, she's the founder of Girls Who VC. And I guess one of the reasons that you founded Girls Who VC was because of the fact that there is, what, 9% of venture capitalists are women, go to women. Um, I wanted to ask you, since, well, you and Gigi, because Gigi also is very into VC. She loves, she goes to a lot of competitions and everything. So I'm kind of the one that's outside of the loop, but I wanted to ask you both, why do you think that there's less women that are um, involved in this, like women are underrepresented. Is it because of the risk? Is it because of the gender bias? Like, what would you guys say? Yeah, I mean, I'll take this one first. I think there are so many reasons. Mm -hmm. Firstly, any like thing in the tech space is already like there's a lot of biases within that and they're less women. Venture capital, people often say, I don't necessarily agree with this, but people say that it's better to work a couple years in banking before. Now I think there's been a transition where people are working more at startups and then going into venture capital, but there's already so many biases within banking and then leaving that to go work at a VC firm that's going to have even more biases. It's just like doubling the amount of biases that exist. Also, something that's really difficult about venture capital is that a lot of the opportunities aren't like posted about like they are um, for banking or consulting or other big firms. So a lot of it is they don't post it. It's like they have to know someone and then they'll say, oh, we have an opening and they'll just interview a handful of people that they already know. And if they're mostly men working in the firms, they're typically going to know more men and then they're going to hire more men. So I think there are a lot of issues with that. And that's something that with Girls Who VC, I really appreciate is that I'll like look in our Slack channel and these women are just posting opportunities. And I mean, whenever I come across an opportunity, I post it in our Slack channel, but there's so many opportunities that are posted that I didn't even know existed. So like, how are we supposed to know about them if there's not a way to share them? And I mean, personally, that's my favorite part 
just because, you know, these women aren't getting anything out of posting it in our Slack channel. If anything, they're like bringing more people to apply to maybe the same position as they are. But I think that just really shows how much women want to support women and how much they Mm -hmm. want just a woman to get the position and to be in that spot. So that's definitely something that I really appreciate about our community as well. Yeah, I'm actually part of the Slack. <laughs> I really appreciate it too. It's a great supportive community. Everyone's so positive and so kind. So um, to anyone listening, if you're interested, definitely go to their websites, girlswhovc.com, right? Yeah. Uh, and you can find everything there. But yeah, I've been involved in a couple of things uh, to do with BC. And I do agree with most of what Isabella said. I think Right now, uh, most of the people who hold the capital as well are men. So, you know, when you also start from the top, if if the people who hold the most capital are men, then they're most likely to hire other men, right? So it's so important to what you're doing, bringing more diversity into this space because there are probably a lot of really good companies that are not getting founded just because of these bias. When you are... In a certain demographic group, you might not experience the same problems that um, other people do. So I think it's really exciting. Um, and also from a founder's perspective, I know there's only 2% of funding going to female start entrepreneurs. So that's something that we really have to change. Um, so we're cheering for you in leading you know, the VCs from the VC side. But yeah, that's that's my thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely second everything that Gigi just said. People talk about often that like one to two percent of the capital is going towards women, but like you were just saying, you have to look up the line. So there are less venture capitalists are women and women are more likely to invest in women and woman-led startups are like proven to perform better. So if we get more women investing, but how do we do that? We get more women in running these funds and, you know, there's so many things that we can do. And I think that getting more female venture capitalists is really the way to get more young women into entrepreneurship as a whole. Yeah, I think the solution is, of course, to get more women in VC and then that'll lead to more women and then more representation. But don't you think this is going to take a long time? Do you think there's a like shorter term solution or maybe bringing more awareness to this? Yeah, I definitely think this is like a long game and not a short game. And this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. But I do think I'm very much the person that is like, if I can impact one person, that's good enough for me. And that's something that can happen overnight. So even though the whole industry as a whole is definitely not going to change. And, you know, by the time I'm working and much older, like it's still not going to be perfect. You know, we still live in a society where women are discriminated against. People have been working for this for like thousands of years. So that's definitely not going to happen. But from my perspective, if we can get a handful of women into the field, that makes me so happy. Slowly but surely, let's say. I was part of a competition called uh, VCIC. And something I noticed was that a lot of the times there were sort of very standard opinions and standard rules on what made a good company and what made a bad company. Do you think also with this diversifying of people who are VCs who are investing in companies is going to 
change a little bit what VC looks like and how people invest in companies because I do think that the way of thinking and all the metrics that are on place in place right now for measuring the value that all these companies have might be outdated what's your take on that do you think it's like perfect I I guess it's not perfect but do you, how good do you think it can get Yeah, that's a super interesting question and something that I've been starting to think about. I actually had a woman, um, her name's Nassim. She runs Emeline Ventures on my podcast and she runs a fund where they invest in um, female-led startups. And she was saying that something that she noticed is that the questions that people ask female investors are very different than the questions that people ask male investors. And when they're talking to female founders is very different than the questions that they ask male founders. And mm -hmm. when they speak with female founders, a lot of the questions are like, how are you going to combat this problem? And what about this? And very negative. And with male founders, a lot of the questions are about their vision. How are they going to create this? And it's like generally more positive. It's something that I hadn't really thought about and something that now I'm trying to be more like aware of when I ask questions to, to different founders. But that's something that really stood out to me is that, yes, you want a company that has a vision. And yes, you want a company that is also like knows how they're going to solve these risks but even those is like boxes when you put them into practice the questions that people that different people are getting asked are so different so that's something that really stood out to me so I think on paper the questions are good and like they're not biased but then you think about okay well who's getting asked which questions and then that's when a lot of biases come into it they ask more questions to women and they require more which then of course yeah definitely I think To women and people of color, it's so much harder to get funding because you're being asked so many questions. People are tearing you down. They don't believe in you. So I definitely think that is something that we should try to solve. How do you think yeah. we can educate all these people? Because I think also a big part of solving the problem is tackling it with the people who are already VC, becoming more aware of their own bias, which are most of the time even like subconscious of that we don't even realize we have them. There might be ways of coming up with trainings or even bias tests or something like that. Yeah. Like just, just make people more aware of their own perceptions, stereotypes and all of that. Yeah, definitely. I think you hit it right on the head. Like I've probably been more biased towards female founders that I've spoken to and asked them more critical questions. Like that's a bias that I probably had and wasn't even aware of. And that's me as someone who is like trying to get more women into the space. So I definitely think a lot of it is about like educating people and them knowing. I mean, I think you'd be surprised the amount of, I think a lot of male venture capitalists would know that there are less women in the field, but I don't think they would know how serious it is. So I definitely think that a lot of it is about biases and being able to train people so that they are educated about it. 